Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White. And in The Great People Studio, The Great People co-host of The Great People Show, is a great person, James Muncy. What's up? What's going on? How you doing, buddy? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm doing really well. I'm all, I'm finally over all this sickness I had and down down with the sickness and yeah. back in the saddle again. Got my 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 rhythm back in That's life. Uh, felt like life was kind of a little bit just you know I was in a rut there for a couple of weeks. I oh think, yeah, with yeah you know, I think but sickness does that to us. It does. I mean, some people try to plow through it, but I can't. I well, can't sickness, get that done. I tell you, this crazy weather that we've been having this spring with all the rain and it is. Yesterday was the first like really nice day. Yeah, good point. No humidity is like seventy eight degrees. Absolutely perfect, and put me in a good mood. I was having, good for you. Yeah, it was a great day. Yesterday. What do you do when you're in a good mood? I just, it just makes you feel more energized, man. You okay. know, just on a regular day. I mean, I'm I'm generally in a pretty good mood. Good as you are, I think. Yep. But uh, but no, it was nice yesterday. Got outside a little bit and uh, just sort of breathed the not terribly humid. Yeah, well, don't get used to that. Yeah. I think you know, oh, we're, I know, you know, being in being in Central Virginia, humid is just just the way you live around here. So, um, thanks everyone for joining us this morning, or where, wherever or whenever you're listening to the show. Uh, every every show, uh, wh- wherever you're listening to us, we deliver to you the listener the insights and inspiration for a life of significance and serving others. Because true greatness is serving others. Too often we get caught up in just trying to be the best us that we can be and we forget it's not about us. Correct. It can't just be about us. No. Um, so whether you're listening to us uh, right now on Facebook Live, podcast, YouTube, 97.7 FM in Richmond, Virginia, thanks for being here. Just allowing us to be part of your journey. Um, and you can go to our website anytime, greatpeopleshow.com to get any episode. Uh, we're, we're cruising at 54 right now. Um, s- strong and, and, and proud of what um, what our listeners have enabled us to do for, for over a year now. So thank you. Yeah, the Great People Library is really pretty impressive. I didn't, you know, I kind of forgot we had a library. Yeah. Yeah. 54, uh, 54 We have a vault. There. We we, we uh, unveiled last week that we had a vault of yep. where we do the show topics. That's right. Um, and we have a library too. So yeah. come, anyone's welcome to the library. It's open to the public. And, and notice I said library, not library. So no, that's what, good. Was I, I can't. It's one of those things that kind of gets under my nerves a little bit when people don't use proper grammar in English. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> this week, just getting right to the point, we are talking about drudgery. And the reason we're going to talk about this word and, and how this shows up in your life is I literally, in, in some reading I was doing, I stumbled and tripped over this word in the last week. And I said, oh my gosh, we need to do a show on this. Because it's not a word you hear often, but it's a word that we do experience often. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you want to admit, what you want to hide. Most of you out there have too much drudgery in your life. Yeah, it's something, and that drudgery can be a daily occurrence for some people. It can be an occasional occurrence for others, but it's something that we all have to deal with. Yeah. And how do you deal with it? And I've known, I've known these statistics forever. Most of you have. Only 25% of the uh, people with jobs in America are engaged and like it. Wow. I heard a statistic last night. I don't know if it's true. Now, I use the word engaged. Right. That only 15% actually like their job. Because there's a difference between liking it and being engaged in it. I don't know. Either way, 15 and 25 suck. 
I mean, those are horrible statistics. That seems really low to me. And it's, it's been around for years, man. Gallup does this poll. Um, everyone, there's multiple agencies that do these polls, and the numbers always come out the same. You know, in Japan, it's like 10%. Japan, Japan and China is like 10%. That's crazy. And then, and then let's add another stat to it. We all know this one. Over 50% of marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all related. I think it's because we live on this earth. Let me just get into a little monologue here. Average lifespan is, is what, about 80 yeah. in the United States? Best. Okay, so we, we typically start working really full-time, full-blown mm-hmm. um, in our early 20s, yep. 20 to 22. Uh, we, most people want to um, retire, about 65. Mm-hmm. So you get about 45 years of an 80-year span where we are working. You may be lucky to be in a committed marriage if that's your thing. Well, if marriage is your thing, not if committed is your thing. Hopefully, if you're married, committed is your thing. Um, maybe that's why it's really 50% divorce. So we spend a vast majority of our life working. And for some reason, we work our tail off in those 45 years just to make the last 15 years the time. You know what I mean? Uh, and let's me face it, man, that. there's a lot of people... Um, I'm fully prepared to spend several years towards the end of my life in adult diapers. I mean, let's face it. These things are, our bodies are going to deteriorate. Our minds are going to deteriorate. I don't want that to be the best time of my life. I don't want to reserve everything for that to be the best time of my life. I just don't think it's going to work out that way, if you know what I mean. So here we got these 45 years. And when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're really preparing yourself for the big time, you know, the big job, owning the big company, whatever that is for you, the, the big thing in your life. And then we get to our 40s and we realize, well, it's just a couple options here. It's just not working out that way. So we are unhappy. We're not satisfied. We're not, we're not getting paid what we want to get paid. We're not in the job we want. Or we do get it. And then when we get to there in the 40, the 45, and even the 50, it ain't all what it's cracked up to be because you don't get home to see your kids as often as you want to. And um, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning and God brought up a great point. He said, I, I have plenty of friends that are um, making $40,000 a year, working nine to four. And once you count all the uh, lunches, breaks, YouTube, Facebook, he's working about six hours a week, right? Jokingly oh, yeah. saying, and he loves his life. Because he gets to go home and coach his son's foot, uh, baseball games and 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 whatever, um, no. the 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 drudgery and the, and the drudgery is is it's an important word for us on the show here today because the drudgery is what we're creating in our life and maybe that's the startling statement I'm going to throw down here is if you're unhappy if you're stuck in a rut and to an extreme you feel like life is drudgery it's you it's you. You've made these decisions. You've decided to be where you're at. And we want this show to be a way to get out of that. Maybe not to change your situation, to change your job, to change your relationships. But folks, you need to change your mind. Yeah. Straight up. So I'm done with my monologue now. No, I mean, I think I think you're straight on. I don't plan on spending the last 15 years of my life in adult diapers. But other than that, I, I basically agree with, uh, with what you said. You know, I was meeting a couple of years ago with... My life insurance agent is changing, uh, changing some of our stuff on our policy and the life insurance company I work with also does personal investments. And so he's trying to give me a little pitch to sell me on, on some of their, uh, investment products. 
And he looks at me as he's sort of describing some of what they have to offer. And he says, because you know, James, what this is, what, what this is all about, all we're trying to do is get to retirement. Mm. And I looked at him and he's not a friend of mine. He's just, he's just a, a life insurance guy that I got referred to. And I looked at him, I said, that is the most depressing yeah. outlook I have ever heard in my life. But he's he's catering to the lowest common denominator of survival and, and self-preservation. Yeah. No, he, he is. He is. Um, and I agree, too, with what you said about, about you know, 45 years, man. We spend, we spend the best years of our life, the prime of our mm-hmm. life, in, in a career that hopefully doesn't define you. I genuinely hope for most of our listeners, unless it's truly what you want, that your career doesn't define you. You know, I was there, as you know, uh, Catherine and I owned a fairly large company, Mm -hmm. about 50 employees. We were working each about 100 hours a week. We were financially successful. The business Mm -hmm. was doing great. But, I mean, we had no life. And this is before we had kids. And we we decided to, to sell it because... It was controlling everything in our life. And so, like you said, just because you have that image, and I had that image, I had that image, that was success to me. I wanted to own this big company and and that was going to every and make a lot of money and everything Mm -hmm. was going to be perfect. And guess what, folks? Had the first two, but everything was far from perfect because it was my entire life. It was every moment of my existence was this business. Yep. So today we're talking about drudgery of life, how to overcome and get out of these, uh, dare I say, self-imposed ruts that we've created for ourselves. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. So we're talking about these routines and ruts. I shouldn't even use the word routine because uh, I think routines are very powerful. They're, they, I'm constantly looking for a good routine in my life to help me be successful. When that routine really is just a rut that yep. you're stuck into... It's, it's leading you down the wrong path. And, and there's many reasons, uh, and we're co- we'll cover these later, there's many reasons why we get in, in, in a rut. One thing that I think we really need to address early on is perspective. And um, yesterday, was it yesterday? No, it was day before yesterday, there was a guy in Richmond that stole a personnel carrier from Fort Pickett and wrote, drove this thing what, 50 miles easily? Yeah. To downtown Richmond, with surrounded by 30 state troopers, sheriff's cars, and come to find out, this guy... Now, the whole time you're thinking, this guy's going to go to jail for a really long time. Right. What a horrible mistake this guy has made. You worked this out with the music, by the way, This th- This is the most amazing music. <laughs> this was a Smokey and the Bandit moment like nobody's ever seen in Richmond before. Because this guy was seriously eastbound and down. And um, I probably shouldn't say this, but while I'm seeing the coverage of it, it was like live. I'm like, this guy's my freaking hero. Like, this guy just stole a personnel carrier and is driving it down downtown Richmond, okay? Yeah. 
And so, you know, there's a lot of history with this guy, apparently. He's uh, filed papers to run for U.S. Senate. He's an officer in the National Guard. And um, you and I were talking before the show. And what 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 was your comment? It was Which one? It was, how do we know? Because we're, we're actually running a pool here in the, oh, in the studio right. to see how yeah. many months and years this guy would spend in jail. And you made the comment, how do we know that this guy's going to end up in a really worse situation? I mean, you know, because sometimes life can be so full of drudgery and so negative and you're just you're, you're just so unhappy that even going to jail for like a year and getting out is a better situation for you. Well, I was joking. I mean, you know, those weren't your exact words. No, but. well, I was joking because we're talking about ruts today that uh, that maybe maybe this guy was in a, uh, maybe this guy was in a rut and he was just looking for some way to change it around. And uh, I'm sure that wasn't the case. That said, the whole situation is kind of funny because of the way it went down, but it could have easily been a lot worse. He could have hurt somebody, could have destroyed property. He didn't right. do those things. Right. We should we should acknowledge the fact that um, to our audience, disclaimer, you should not steal armored personnel carriers and drive them off base and around Richmond. It is dangerous to civilians. I don't yeah. want to get hate mail over that. Yeah. But it was pretty entertaining to watch. Um, so it's perspective, right? It I is. mean, so many times we do things in our life, or let me let me take a step back. So many times we watch other people do things. Yeah. And we say, what were they thinking? What a, what a horrible decision that they're making. Um, and oftentimes it is. Don't get me wrong. Oftentimes it is a horrible decision. But what about the times whenever we literally have to create so much disruption in our own life to break the chain? Like there's just something in our mind, in our heart, in our life that we feel is holding us prisoner day after day, week after week, month after month for years and we finally say enough is enough I'm going for it mm-hmm. and it takes sometimes a tremendous amount of courage and guts to do that and risk it for does. us or maybe not for other people to watch but it's risky for us to do it yes it is and just because I think it's a touchy subject in a way because like I was talking before the break about that I had this big company and it was controlling everything in my life. And I was in a rut. I was in a rut that basically I worked what felt like 24 seven. Now the job I have today is a great one. It's not nearly as exciting as the career that I had at the company that I own. I mean, that was exciting. Nothing else. I'll say that there was never a dull moment. I have plenty of dull moments in my current position, but it allows me to make a good living while having a life that I can spend time with my mm-hmm. family, that I can also work in the fire department, that I can enjoy all these other hobbies and things that are the true flavors and passions yep. in life. And so we're not suggesting here, folks, that if you're in a rut with with your job, that that all of a sudden you can snap your fingers and, and do something else and, and everything will be perfect. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. We may not be able to snap our fingers, but what about just quitting? Bad idea. Why? Bad idea. Why? Don't, don't. Quit. Do not quit. Freaking quit. Do not quit. Be a quitter. Get a t-shirt made that says, I'm a quitter and quit your job. Because drudgery, because drudgery and being in a rut do not trump the basic responsibilities that you have to support your family and yourself. So I get that. There's, there's risk and risk aversion to that. Um, Let me share with you, if I can find it really quick. Here, here's some reasons why you should probably just go ahead and quit your job. I do recommend finding a new job first, by the way. Yes. Um, 
the unemployment stats were announced this week. Did you see these? I saw. Yep. Um, Nancy Pelosi said it, it, it really doesn't mean anything. Of course. And when, so when the Great Recession ended, uh, which I guess was 2011, technically, 2010, 11, 12, whenever that officially ended. Yeah, it was like ended, 12 to right. 13, yeah. There were 14.6 million unemployed job seekers, but only 2.2 million jobs. Yep. Okay, think about that for a minute. Last week, there are 6.3 million job seekers and 6.7 million openings. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of ways to skew the data. There's a lot of people that are underemployed still. A lot of people that quit looking for jobs. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why the numbers are the way they are. But you can't, I mean, you can only skim them but so much to realize that it is an employee's market right now. Like, mm-hmm. if you are deeply unhappy, deeply dissatisfied, stuck in a rut, if you're not even looking for a new job, shame on you. Oh, I agree with that. Shame on you. I you should be out marketing, LinkedIn, networking, anywhere, um, to see if the grass is green or on the other side. And we met, you know, we, we talked earlier, this guy that stole the APC, not only is the grass not greener on the other side for him, there's actually not going to be any grass right. for about six months to two years. So, but there, there is no reason why we should be stuck and unhappy in a job. And I did interrupt you, so I should let you get no, back no, to no. what you're saying. No, you, you're fine. And that's a good point. We've talked before, and it's been a while since we've really talked about this. People make big decisions in life and small ones, but, but people make big decisions in life for basic in, with basically one of two motivations. Mm-hmm. They're either running away from something Bingo. or they're running towards something. So what I would encourage our listeners to add a little flavor on, on what you were just saying, if you have a job that you don't like, don't leave it for another job running away from the job that you hate. Find something, take the time to find something that you love, that you want, that you genuinely are excited about mm-hmm. and run toward that. Yep. Don't don't run away from from what you like because you're likely to just find yourself in in the same situation in a different in a different job. And the reason you'll find yourself in the same situation is because you're the common denominator. Yes. Um there are plenty of valid reasons why people are very unhappy in their work. The ones that you can control are the ones between your two ears. Mm-hmm. It's your attitude towards things. I mean, I clearly support someone leaving a job because it's a your manager treats you poorly mm-hmm. because there's financial insecurity inside the organization. Uh, some people just cannot, you're just not wired to deal with the job, such as if you're having to deal with negative customers all the time mm-hmm. or all the people around you are negative all the time. I totally get that. Um, we, 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 as humans, have the habit of finding the worst in things. And I, we've told stories on this on this show so many times about our perspective and our attitude. So um, so these are all things that you have to take into account before you do make these big changes. Um, the, I, I think the problem as people is we, we realize we have 80 years, and unless you're in your 60s and you start to think about it, 70s, you start to think about it more, and then you get in your 80s and you realize, well, I'm kind of out of time here. I don't have much time left to do a lot of things. We just feel like the things are going to happen for us. And this, gonna, this guy's going to open up and a new opportunities, but it's up to us to create that kind of um, resonance in our life, right? It's, it's literally, you got to create the vibrations in your life so that these things start moving and happening. Otherwise, you are literally going to not only be in a rut, you're going to freaking sit there at the bottom of that trench and just waddle in it. That's where the drudgery comes from. I mean, you, you get to the point where you can't even s- really see sunlight on some of these issues in your life. 
Um, it's amazing though how, how I think how much easier people will quit a relationship and a marriage before they quit a job. Well, and and it's funny. You, you, I was just about to say we have been using examples so far about drudgery and ruts in your career. But guess what, folks? It can take a lot of other forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our listeners know a rut can happen in a relationship, in a marriage. It can happen as a parent if you get into a rut where you come home and you sit around and look at your phone and don't spend time with your kids, that you don't expose your children to new things. You can get in a rut in your personal life just as easily, if not more easily, than you can in your career. So um, I actually found there's a, a psychological disorder that's actually pretty close to what we're talking about called dysthymia. I guess if I'm pronouncing it correct, Mm -hmm. DSM, which is mild chronic. It's a mild chronic cousin of depression. I think this was on Psychology Today. The symptoms of which are low energy, low mood, loss of interest in general, loss of pleasure. I think people would call that being stuck in a rut. Mm -hmm. That um, we start to allow ourselves to hang out in this area. And um, and so how do you know you're in a rut? We're going to talk about that when uh, when we come back from great break here in just a minute. But the one thing that I'm going to lay down for you so you can start thinking about it right now, the number one thing is day to day, you just don't look forward to much. Yeah. And, and what you do look forward to is the weekend. And I love to comment that Jason put on uh, Facebook, if you're going to complain, you better be working to change whatever it is. Otherwise, suck it up and quiet down. He's watching us on Facebook Live right now, which you can catch on our uh, Facebook um, page at Great People Show. Um, so we have control over these situations. You may not believe it, and it may be difficult to see it, but you do have control. Don't go away, folks. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Well, we're certainly not stuck in a ride around here. Never. That's for darn sure. It's our job. It's our job to make sure that you, if you do get in a rut, you don't stay in a rut. Correct. And you, you of course, have every ability to get out of that rut. Yeah. And um, I yesterday, I had one of the most amazing service experiences of my my adult life um, at a store here in Richmond called um, Alton Lane. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of publicity because they're really, they are disrupting their industry. And that's what I love about these companies. That's what I love about people when they start to just disrupt themselves mm-hmm. because they're not satisfied with where they are. And I had a great conversation with who I would call my caretaker yesterday. His name is Steven. Now, what does the company do, by the way? So, okay, so they do these custom fit suits using laser beams Without the, without the sharks, they use freaking laser beams to scan you, to fit you for a suit, and you'll spend less money there than you probably will the other name brand suit stores, and it's fantastic. It's just it's so it's so cool. But what makes them really separate, in my opinion, is the level of service that you receive. And you know, on occasion, whenever I encounter people like this, I say. I have convers I have conversations with people about the things we're talking about on the show, mm-hmm. and I get so inspired by them. I'm like, you got to come on the show and talk to us about this. Yeah. So we actually have Stephen on the air with us. Stephen, you with us? I'm with you, JJ. Man, what's going on? Thank you. Oh, man, I was so pumped. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed our interaction. I love people, and that's why I do what I do. Yep. And we're talking and any opportunity, any opportunity that I get to serve people. 
It's not work, JJ. I'm the better for having met you yesterday. Now that's the a, suit was just what brought us together. I, I agree that this the the suit was just um, was just the, the 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 glue, right? I mean, it was just what what made it bond. Um, and I love what you just said that um, you love people, and um, and it's not work to you. And and that's what we're talking about on today's show. So many people um, look at mo- I think most people look at work as work. A lot of people look at work as drudgery, and there's only a small percentage. Statistically, there's only a small percentage that do not look at work as as work at all. How do you look at your work? Well, JJ, you know, it took me a while to get here. I'm not going to say that I arrived at this place overnight. Um, I'm probably one of those midlifers, middle 40s. Um, who, you know, like everybody else, woke up for a paycheck and did what everybody said you were supposed to do, which mm-hmm. was uh, uh, go for the bottom line. But yep. something about that really um, sucks the life out of you. Um, it's really hard getting up every morning and facing the world, doing something, one, you're not called and gifted to do, and really just doing it for money. Because what I'm saying then is I'm saying that an hour of my life is worth X. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really got to a point where I was making a lot of money, but I did not like what I was doing. And I said, uh, you know, what kind of life, what's going to wake you up in the morning and make you feel passionate about going in? The secret to work for me is if I do what I love, it's not work. Amen. Are there difficult moments? There are. But when you are uh, going with what your giftedness is, and quite frankly, serving people in the capacity. I love clothes. I love people and I love the interaction. So each day it's an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life for me. So, you know, clearly you, uh, you do get paid by, um, by selling clothes to people, but what do, what do you really get out of it personally? Like, just take, like, if you were to do it for free, right? If, if they didn't pay, if nobody paid you to do what you do, what would you be getting out of it? Well, today, and it's interesting because before I got this job, I did what I did. I realized see, the other thing is having great people around you will point out your gifts, your gifts in certain things. Mm. I love the education piece. I love, JJ, you're the perfect customer. You came in yesterday and you allowed us to guide you. You left um, pumped with an education. And whenever you can pay it forward, I'm not here because I'm here because other people invested in me. Mm. Um, and I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop giving. Um, I lay in bed at night realizing I did something that has the ability to change someone's life. That's a good point. Um, yeah. And, and so a lot of people, and especially I'd say the under 30 crowd, um, when you ask them, what do you, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? 90% of the time I say, I just want to help people. Some people will say, I want to change other people's lives. But Stephen, 95, 98% of them have no idea how to do that. What advice do you have for them? You know, I'd like to say it seems simple. I'd like to say follow your heart. Mm. Um, follow your heart in the sense that, first of all, I need to say this. Work is good. We in this country have given work a really negative connotation. And if I had all the money in the world and didn't have to work to pay my bills, I would still need to get up and do something. We were made, created, gifted. I think some of the people I find that are most dissatisfied in life are the people who have no reason to do. So now, can um, I, let me I, stop I think, you for a second, Stephen. Let me stop you. Where does that reason come from? 
is it because people are waiting to be given a reason or it's because people haven't made a decision to find that reason for themselves? I think it's the latter. I think that people haven't made the decision to find. Yeah. Um, I think the question, it all starts with a question. I have this thing. I believe that you should start with the end in mind. I've worked uh, before I did this. I worked with a lot of high income, multi, multi-millionaires um, towards the end of their life. And I got something. It's sort of like a lesson before dying. Mm. People don't say, I wish I had more money. People don't say, I wish I had made that board meeting. I wish I had built that bean. What people say is, I wish I had spent more time with the people that I love. Mm. So there's something I say, you know, we're going to die. All of us have an expiration date. We just don't know when it is. Yeah. And if you want to go happy, you have to start with the ends in mind. What kind of life do you want at the end? What do you want to look back and see? And that really changes the paradigm. I love these guys who do corporate. They do Wall Street. And at 40, 50, they go and open a grocery store. They take their millions and they open up a little store. They finally hooked in that money's not the reason we do what we do. Because I need to say this. At the end of the day, we leave it all. Someone asked Rockefeller's lawyers when he died was the relatives and they said how much did he leave and the lawyer said he left it all Mm. and so will you Mm. and so will i yeah but you know what i don't leave i don't leave that interaction that i had with you jj you'll remember that that's true that's true Stephen, thank you so much for joining the show this morning, man. What a what a huge blessing it's been to us and our in our listeners so thanks thanks so much for joining us and i'm sure i'm going to see you soon JJ, thank you for the opportunity to share what I'm passionate about. I thank you for what you're doing, and uh, please keep doing it, sir. You got it. No choice. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. So, um, you know, Stephen's the kind of guy that he's going to find uh, passion and excitement in no matter what he does. Yeah. Uh, the key is, and the point that I got from what he was saying is, you have to get engaged in something. And I think where people may be getting um, stuck stuck in a rut, whatever you want to call it is, I think more and more people are seeing the value in spending all this time with the people that they love, their kids, their family, and they see work getting in the way of that. Like, oh, I don't want to go to work during the day when I could go and spend time with my kids on that day off. And I think we're finally getting to a point in society where we're realizing you don't have to work 40 hours to get the result. You know, if this is a true meritocracy, we don't have to work 40 hours to get the results. And it's difficult for work to adapt to that because- a lot of folks, especially like the quote unquote old timers, like, no, you need to be sitting at your desk for 40 hours. And the 20 year olds say, I do not need to be there. And I'm not sure I'd be out here spending some time with the people I care about. And there's a huge rub there. Yeah. I mean, being at your office and, and not all of our listeners have office jobs. Some people mm-hmm. have different jobs that, that this doesn't really apply to, but being at your office doesn't mean that you're getting anything done. It's not about how many hours you put in. It's what you do with those hours. True. Um, and and that's a that's a huge point. But I mean, you know, and that's the whole are, are you are you working to live or are you living to work? Amen. Isn't that the truth? So how do you know if you're in a rut? I mean, how what what are what are some things to think about? Um you feel like you're not making progress in your life. You're just checking things off, mm-hmm. but you're not actually creating things. It mm-hmm. just keeps showing up. It seems like everything in your life just keeps showing up the same way every single day. There's no, there's no material success. There's no forward progress. Um, your, your days kind of feel like that they just blur together. Like there's, there's nothing that stands out. And this was actually, I had a fascinating uh, conversation with a client yesterday 
And it also ties in with this new journal that I bought. There's eight questions that you have to answer. Um, and one of the questions is what stood out. And it's been a very difficult question for me to answer every day in writing. And when I was talking to my client about it, it's like the things that stand out are the things that show us that we're engaged in something. Like if nothing, if nothing, if at the end of the day, nothing stands out for you, yeah. you could very easily be stuck in a rut. I mean, I, I've, I've had days where multiple things stand out and I would not call those days a rut. And then I've had weeks, months, years where I look back and go, wow, nothing really stood out. And I think, I think if you can, if you can say that to yourself, you're probably stuck in a rut. I think if you get um, into fantasy land, the what could be, and you're, you're imagining what life could be, and you're just always hopeful about what life could be, you're probably stuck in a rut. It's different than setting goals and having vision and fulfilling dreams. And we were talking about like fantasy land over and over and over. I think that's being stuck in a rut. Um, When you get to the point where you're sick of hearing yourself complain, I think you've clearly identified that you're in a rut. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's the number one indicator. Um, And I think the biggest one here is you're more comfortable being in the rut than anywhere else. And that's a sad place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's also how engaged you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, uh, I had a, an employee once who really wasn't being very productive. And some people had told me that he was basically spending his whole day on the internet. Ooh. And so long story short, I ended up installing a, a hidden program on his computer after hours to okay. that, that tracked what he did. Mm-hmm. And out of an eight hour day, he was spending about six and a half to seven hours mm. surfing the web. And when I made the decision that I was going to terminate him, when I brought him in my office, I explained to him why. I was I was letting him go. And I said, you know, I know this is a bit of a cliche to say, but I said, I really believe that this is going to lead to much better things for you. True. I said, mm-hmm. it is clear to me. I said, you're you're not a lazy person. You're not uh you're you're good at what you do. Just disengaged. But you clearly don't like what you're yep. doing. And I said, you need to go and find something that you enjoy. Yep. And uh, long story short, he did. He ended up in a much better situation, much happier. He wanted. He always wanted to be in HR. He went back to school, got hmm. some degrees, and now he works in HR. And and we've we've kept in touch. But that was a symptom of he the fact so. that I did not think he was a lazy human being. I didn't think he was. He was smart. He was good. He just. But he he didn't like he didn't like what he was doing. He wasn't engaged. And it's it's perfectly fine to let that person go because you may be the one thing that's holding them back from that. Some yeah. people just need a push. Um, we're going to actually push to a break. And when we come back, we're going to give you all the reasons and, and how to, if you feel like you're in any way, shape or form stuck in a rut, how to get out of that rut. Uh, you're listening to the great people show. The great people show. will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Just found out a break that we've been challenged to a duel. What's up with that? I don't know. We got to find out after the show. You know you're doing something right in life whenever people are challenging you to a duel. Stay tuned next week. I don't know what's going on with that. So um, so we're, we're bringing this plane in for landing, and it's important to have a game plan, some tools, techniques, 
something that you can start thinking about differently, doing differently, behaving differently to get stuck in a rut. And I would guarantee 100% of you are stuck in some sort of a rut. There's a rut somewhere. Just, just I've, I've got ruts in my life somewhere. right now. I, I, I do too. I do too. Um, so listen up, folks. Um, it, you are in your current situation for a reason, okay? It was your decisions that got you to this point. Granted, some other people may have played a part in that. But for the most part, there were your decisions to get you to exactly where you are. We cannot blame anybody else for your current situation. Um, If you're accepting it and you call it a rut, that's going to be our first advice. Stop calling it a rut. Um, Stop calling it drudgery. Stop accepting it for drudgery. In a general sense, just quit accepting it. Mm -hmm. Um, when people ask you, how are you doing today? If your answer is pretty good so far, could be better. Meh. You are accepting it. You're accepting everything for the way it is. I, it, it always amazes me when people say pretty good so far. You're waiting for the worst to happen. Yep. And it's because you're stuck in the rut that you're waiting for it. You've accepted it. You're expecting it. Okay. Um, where you are today may be a part of where you're supposed to be tomorrow. I, this is me right now. Like this has been me for years where, and I think, I think the type A driven, um, high achievers, goal setters, the ones that will not settle for less get really, really stuck into this is we, we always want the next thing now. And we forget that where we're at today, um, there's a 100% chance it's preparing us for tomorrow. We may not like where we're at today. We may be unhappy with where we're at today. We cannot see where we're going tomorrow. But we have to realize that this is a part of that progress. It's part of that calling. That may, I mean, how many times have you seen people not really fulfill their, their calling until they get into their 60s and their 70s? And that's frustrating. I know it, it is. is, but it it's is. sometimes that's the way life is being designed for you. Yeah. And if, and if you're constantly living for tomorrow, life will pass you by. Yeah. Living in the moment, knowing that there's got to be something I can gain from this right now that will help me be who I need to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in line with this, I, I, I like to use the word forging, that the drudgery that you're going through today is forging you for something greater, right? That the heat and the pressure, if that's part of your drudgery, is forging you. Maybe the loneliness, the unhappiness, the, um, you know, just all these negative words that you come up with, these routines that you're in, and maybe it's not your whole life. I'm speaking, probably mainly, I think we're speaking to the folks that there's just like this, maybe this one thing in their life that's that's a rut, that that that's forging you for something else. And you'd have to make decisions on whether you want to stay in that or not. Um, Which really leads us to the next point is you have control over this. You may not have complete control over it, but you certainly have control over it. We oftentimes give away control to other people in our life. Mm -hmm. We give away control to our employer. We give away control to our spouses. We give away control to our friends. We give away control to our ex-spouses. We give away control to our kids. To our pets. We give away control to our pets. It's unbelievable how much control we give away. We have to take some of that 
back. Just be very careful if you try to take all the control back from everybody at the same time. Could cause you some problems. But just realize you have way more control over this, way more control than you think you do. You have to own your own life. Nobody else is going to own it for you. You do have people that will do things for you and take care of you. And, and, and I, there's probably somebody in your life that's, that notices that you're stuck in some sort of a rut. And they may be actively pursuing getting you out of this rut. But you're fighting back on them a little bit because you feel like they're trying to tell you what to do, especially if it's your parents, right? Oh, you know, my mom keeps telling me, you know, I'm 24. My mom keeps telling me I need to do this. Well, <clears throat> if you're going to own your life, You better be prepared to own it. You cannot allow other people to own it with you and control a lot of these things that that you're deciding to do in your life. Many of you are staying in your job because you're worrying about letting other people down. Many of you are staying in that job because you're worrying about disappointing somebody or your spouse may be um, afraid of what would happen if you would leave, that change is, is volatile. Well, you don't have to make those big decisions now. Let's start with some small decisions. Let's start with changing some routines in your life. The biggest routine, James, I'm curious from your perspective, what do you think is the biggest routine? I'm sorry, the smallest routine that you can make to, let me start over. The smallest routine change you can make today that would have the biggest impact in your life. Me personally? Yeah, just, just in a general sense, who, like speaking to our audience, if you had to give advice. I would say, um, I would say think about... Think about how much time you spend. I'll give you a good mm. one that affects so many people. It takes me a second. How much time are you spending in a routine looking at your phone when Ooh. you should be engaged with your family? I'll tell you, this is one that that, uh, that I struggle with, especially at the end of a hard day, mm-hmm. long, long day at the office, come home, wife and kids are there, want to spend time with me, and I want to spend time with them, but you know what? I'm ready to tune out. Yeah. And I get stuck in that rut sometimes. And it's like MS, it's like just the tractor beam in. It's like it's instantaneous. Like, it's like crack. It is like crack. But you know, so change change that routine. Yeah. And another thing when we talk about replacing routines, so there's an example with me of something that I know I need to do better at. And you know what? When I go home tonight after a long day today and I pick up that phone when my kids are in the room and I could mm-hmm. be engaged with them. The thought that one thought that'll go through my mind, you know, I shouldn't do this, but this, this will be, this will be, I'll, I'm going to change this tomorrow or I'm going to change this next week. Yeah. I think we've all <laughs> done that, whether it's eating habits, the going, diet going to Monday. the gym. Exactly. <laughs> we do it with starting to look for a job. You know, I'll start to look, I'm not happy. I'm going to start to look around for a job next week. We procrastinate with things but mm-hmm. the thing with, with being in a rut, often there is no deadline. So you're procrastinating uh, for something point. that you're never going to come up on a deadline on, and you will procrastinate your life away. And we're, we've all done it That's in one thing point. or another. Make the change today. Screw tomorrow. Do it today. Yeah, there's no deadline on our dreams. Absolutely not. You're just putting you're off. Just putting it out you're there. putting off improving your life. And we all do it again. I do it. We all do it. But do it today. Do it now. There's nothing stopping you. And and from my opinion, I love this. Great answer. I think uh, the the biggest, smallest routine change you can make is your morning. I think most people waste away their day in their morning. And it may be uh, a very reciprocal effect that because of these ruts that you're in, 
Um, it may be making you a little depressed and unhappy, so you just want to sleep in a little bit longer. When our morning is the one area of our life where we can always give just a little extra time that would have a profound impact on your life. And, yeah. and that's really where the routine starts during the day, is our morning routines. Yeah. We talked just last week about, last week or the week before, about the uh, the 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 speech with the, from the Navy Admiral who said, mm-hmm. you know, start your day by making mm-hmm. your bed. It'll set up you to have a more successful day. I think it was the week before. Start with one small task. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I usually am. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I'm actually usually wrong. The, the last piece of advice here that we want to give you, uh, and Stephen really nailed this when he called in earlier, it's difficult, nearly impossible to be stuck in a rut when you surround yourself with people that are not stuck in a rut. Now, we need to be careful because sometimes we don't really know people's lives. We only see them from a distance and they put things on Facebook and it doesn't look like their their life is stuck in a rut. But you know the people I'm talking about. The ones, the people that we surround ourselves will have more of an impact on our life than just about anything we can do for ourselves because of the influence and the energy that we get from people. And, we're, and I'm talking about people that will encourage you, the people that will appreciate you, the people that will drive you to another level of success. Um, I heard one time, if you think you're the smartest person in the room, you've already proven yourself wrong. Yeah. And I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I never want to be the most, in fact, I want to be the least successful person in the room so that I can surround myself with people that are on the way to going where I want to go. They've already arrived and going beyond where I want to go. And I can literally just hitch my wagon to them and learn and, and, and be a part of that. We want to thank you all, our listeners for hitching your wagon to the Great People Show That's every right. week. Whether you're listening to us on the podcast, we do Apple. It's like every podcast app you can imagine we're out there. Um, we, we encourage you to go back and, and use our show as a daily, maybe a weekly tool that you listen to to uh, challenge yourself. and like Because I've noticed over the course of the year we've been doing this, James, um, our encouragement comes from challenging you to overcoming these things that are really, really getting in your way. Yeah. Big time. And to think about them because these are things we don't think about every day and take a minute because you have, you have ruts in your life. Yep. You have them somewhere and you know, you can't conquer them all right away. Pick one, start with one. Just start with one, start with one. One small step. And the new rut we want you to create is listen to us next week. So come back next Thursday. We'll be here. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for being a part of the great people show without you. This would not happen. See you folks. Bye-bye. I want something just like this. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.